Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for our college football preview series. With us, as always, is Dynamite David. We're about to get into the Big 12 and the ACC. Uh, a couple more national championship hopes in these two conferences. Yep. Uh, some interesting teams in these two conferences. Very interesting middles, I'd say, uh, I think there's a lot of sort of parity there in the middle. At the top, I think there are some elite, elite teams. But in that middle, I think there's could be some very interesting games and very interesting win totals that we'll get into. Yeah, two teams I really like in these conferences. Uh, one of my, my highest ranked uh, uh, power rating teams in one of these conferences and another team I really like to get to the playoffs. Uh, but then, like you said, once we get to the middle of these conferences, there's a there's a there's a lot of play up and yes. down for either teams. Uh, so it, once we get into the season, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, <clears> we're <throat> going to start out in the Big 12, and we'll start out with one of those teams that's probably going to hover around the middle, the Baylor Bears, sitting at five and a half wins on the season. Uh, interesting team, the Baylor Bears. Uh, Dave Arienda comes into his second season here. Uh, very big defensive coordinator, um, but he takes over. And he had a struggling year last year. I, I probably knocked that off a little bit, but uh, I'm curious your feeling on the Baylor Bears here. Uh, I'm not, you know, looking at their schedule, I think they could potentially start out three and zero. Yeah. Uh, but then looking past that, I really struggle to see uh, very many, if any, wins uh, further down the line. I just I think they're very early in this rebuilding process, and I think it's going to take uh, three or four years for Dave Aranda to get. Uh, his his players and his system fully uh, lined up there. So uh, my big, you know, game I've really got circled on their schedule is that game against BYU. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what BYU ends up like, um, and that that really could be the difference maker in them. I don't have them winning a whole lot. I've got them going uh, uh, four wins. Four wins. Uh, I, I I just think their schedule it, it's it starts out really easy, but then if, you know, at Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Uh, they at least give West Virginia at home. Yes. They don't have to make that long trip to West Virginia, which we've always talked about as a yes. big struggle. Uh, but I just I, I can't find many wins on their schedule, and I think it's going to be at least another year before they make a jump. Yeah, I, I like them a slightly bit better than you. I have them at seven wins. I, I'm not like holding steady on that. That would not be just because I have them like two over the win total. I, I I think this team has a very high variance. It it sort of depends how they've retooled uh, since Matt Rule has left. Uh, it, if their defense can really play well, which is what you'd think they'd be able to do offensively, uh, I think this team will probably be a really, really poor offensively, probably really basic sort of offensively. But I think defensively, if they have the playmakers there, they may be able to win some games. You talked about their schedule early. Uh, I, I see no reason why they should not start out 3-0. and If they aren't starting out 3-0, and uh, the win total over is definitely not going to hit. But you mentioned that BYU game. I, I think that's a real wild card. Uh, West Virginia coming there, that's a definite wild card. And then you have that uh, end of the, the season at Kansas State, Texas Tech. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, we talked about it in the open, such high variance. So I, I just... I trust that their defense will be really good, really good. Uh, I, I don't know if they have the players to do that, but uh, 
I trust that uh, Dave can get the players in there that will make them an elite defense and will be able to win enough games to push this over. But it's not something I'm really, really high on, especially if uh, this offense doesn't have any improvement of, yeah. off of last year. That I think they could be really, really poor and struggling uh, to win games. So uh, very interesting team, Baylor. Uh, I got them at seven wins. What did you have them at four I, I've wins? I've got them at four, so yeah. I'm taking the under there uh, easily under the under. Yeah, I, it probably depends what they can do at home. If they have a good home field advantage, they might be able to sort of tick some of those middle-tier teams. If they don't, then uh, there's no telling uh, sort of well <laughs> where they will end up. All right, let's move on past Baylor and uh, – to the co-favorite uh, here to get to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, we're going to go with Iowa State, a big, hefty, uh, you know, nine-win total here. Uh, Iowa State probably had a whole lot of expectations the last couple of years. I, I feel like they've a little bit disappointed. It seems like Matt Campbell always comes into the season with high expectations, and then they start off uh, a little slow. And then by the end of the year, you're like, oh, they're playing really well. So uh, interesting team here, Iowa State. I thought Brock Purdy, who got hyped up a whole lot last year, you don't know how much that was COVID, but I didn't think he played all that great last year. I, I thought he dropped a little bit. So I, I think really uh, hitting this number at uh, 10 is going to be what kind of quarterback Brock Purdy. Is he going to be okay? Has he plateaued since his sort of freshman year or has he, you know, progressed and uh, last year was just a write-off and this team gets better. What do you think of Iowa State? Well, you know, you talk about them starting off slow and then yeah. picking up steam as the season goes on. I think their schedule actually uh, helps them with that. Uh, I, you know, six and zero is their start for sure. I see all of those games as, as wins. Um, so if they finish, season strong and uh, that's when they got all their tough games but I think I think the experience for Brock Purdy is going to be helpful it's his fourth year as a starting quarterback and they return a lot of his weapons on offense including uh two big time tight ends uh one conference all-american one uh, national all-american and uh Chase Kolar and or Charlie Kolar and Chase Allen uh and the defense I, I think it's going to be improved they return most of their starters yeah. all their starters on offense uh except for I think one of the tight ends uh which they're a really tight end power team uh but I, I actually really like this team. I think I think uh, experience is going to be good. Uh, I think Brock Purdy's uh, going to make another step forward. And I think it's going to be a good year for Iowa State. And I've got them slightly hitting that over. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned early uh, last year how this schedule. But uh, I think last year when they played La Lafayette, everybody probably thought that was going to be a win. Yeah. And it didn't end up being one. Uh, Northern Iowa, uh, uh a good uh, subdivision team, not a great subdivision team, but uh, if you've looked at years past, they played both Iowa State and Iowa tight. So uh, I think a lot of the guys on all three of those teams probably in and around the same recruiting area. So they probably know each other pretty well. Uh, but I look for Iowa State to easily go past that one. Uh, Iowa's the one that they probably uh, need to win to uh, sort of make their name into a, a, I wouldn't say top of the pack national championship you know, playoff team. But if they can win that Iowa game, you got that uh, showdown with Oklahoma towards the end of the year. And then probably, uh, I, I'm assuming we both assume Oklahoma is going to be in there uh, in the uh, Big 12 championship game. So maybe a rematch there. That So that might give them, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a leeway to get a loss if they lose to, say, in Oklahoma and then play them again in there where I think uh, we'll get into Oklahoma, but I don't know if they have 
quite the same margin for error uh, with their really, really poor schedule. At least Iowa State has an Iowa on there. Uh, Oklahoma doesn't have much anything. Uh, you mentioned uh, skill position guys on Iowa State. Really, really like them. I, I think they can be really, really, really good. Uh, and uh, the defense should be solid to really good. Uh, it, it's always a little weird, though. Sometimes they give up big plays, which is what has cost them. And uh, we mentioned the plateau of Purdy. Uh, I'm not as huge on Matt Campbell as everyone else seems to be, uh, certainly ESPN. But uh, anyway, I think he's a solid coach. But I, I don't think he's probably – he's not one of my favorite coaches in the Big 12. I, I think there are a couple guys that I, I like much better in the Big 12 than Matt Campbell. But uh, I had them going under just on eight wins. Uh, I don't know if that Iowa game – yeah, I, I thought uh, you mentioned it, that at West Virginia game on October 30th, uh, we, we, that feels like a nooner in, uh, in Morgantown. <laughs> we all of a sudden, Iowa State is down 15 to start the second quarter, and you're like, they're in for a game. And then that uh, stretch at the end of the year. Uh, I, I think it's very interesting at Oklahoma and then TCU, who we probably both think will be in or near the top of the Big yeah. 12. Uh, so that that closing stretch there at West Virginia, Texas, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, at TCU. That's a that's a pretty big gauntlet there. Uh, TCU's at home. Yes, but uh, that's a that's a tough gauntlet yeah. to run through. Uh, certainly in the uh, three uh, four game stretch of at West Virginia, then Texas comes to you at Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Even though I I think we both will uh, not get Texas Tech a lot of love here, but uh, still got to go down there. Not always that fun. So you got eight wins. I got I got ten. I got, got them just 10. just on the over there, uh, getting over that nine and a half. I think I think ten is the the bottom for this team. I, I think they could potentially be higher. I think they could be right there in the conversation. Uh, but I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see when it comes to that Oklahoma matchup. Yeah. Um, they have a plus 300 to win the conference. Uh, there's a little value I see there because I, I marked about maybe four teams that could theoretically be in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, one you should probably just pencil in as already there with three battling for that next I hovered around. Any love for the plus 300 on the Big 12? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. I, I don't think it's quite that good enough to, to take a stab at it. And then uh, national championship odds. I think this is the first one we really, really discussed. Uh, plus 4,000. Is it in there to maybe take a... I, a wing in there. I could I could see them maybe making the playoff. Yes. They'd have to beat Oklahoma. Uh, I don't see them winning in the playoffs yes. if they get there. Uh, but you know it could happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'd want a little bit more value than. Yeah, I, I don't. The four thousand. Yeah, I. I'd, I'd, I'd probably want something like eight to, to ten thousand. Yes, I want in the uh, <laughs> at least uh, sixty to one range to really sort of whet my appetite. Forty to one just doesn't seem to hit it when you need a win over Iowa, and you need at least one win over Oklahoma, maybe two, and then uh, you're not even there to the national championship game. You're going to probably have to beat some combination of a uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, Clemson, Ohio State, you know, <laughs> in there. Yeah. So uh, that value I don't think is there. If 
your value probably is to just bet them money line every game <laughs> if you think they're going to yeah. make the national championship. But uh, we'll move on uh, to the complete and polar opposite. Oh, exciting team here. Yeah, uh, Kansas. Uh, I put other than coaching, not sure who is good. Uh, yeah, great coaching hire, I think, uh, albeit late in the year. Uh, so not much of a spring practice there coming in. Uh, you know, I'm a big Lance Leipold fan. Yes. Uh, I think he did a really good job in Buffalo. Uh, I think we said this is the the second yes, Buffalo uh, coach. The, the thing is, uh, Turner Gill was at Buffalo <laughs> and uh, sort of turned them Buffalo around and got them winning games. Kansas hired him, and uh, four years later, uh, Kansas was not very good and still winless. And uh, Turner Gill is hovering around the assistance world uh, once again, but uh, really do like Lance Leopold, but uh, there is just not much here. And what was sort of good here, uh, transferred uh, to other places. Uh, I go by the receiver that was there that ended up at Florida State. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I sadly, I, I don't do this very often, but at one and a half wins, I put under one and a half yeah, wins. I I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. And I honestly put zero wins on their schedule. I, I know everybody thinks that South Dakota is a, a hand me, but uh, South Dakota is a very, very good subdivision team. And quite frankly, they probably have better talent than uh, Kansas. Does, yeah. So. I, unfortunately for, uh, you know, Lance Leipold's situation that he's coming into here. I think, I think everyone's on this understanding though, that this is definitely a, a full rebuild. Uh, so I think he's going to be definitely at least, this season and next season, be given a little bit of a grace uh, period to to get his system and play and get his players and his recruits. Uh, but yeah, but outside of that South Dakota game, I don't see a win on this schedule. Yeah, uh, uh, unless just something crazy happens. Maybe at Duke. That was Duke is going to be really down put, this year. I put three possible chances to get wins. I, I put South Dakota at Duke, and then I, I put. Uh, Texas Tech Texas at State. home. Uh, I, I think Tech's got enough offense. But that's so. what I – I don't even see that because – Tech's going to put up – Teams like Texas Tech are going to want those cheap Yes. And, <laughs> They're uh, going to be looking for what they can get too. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know really what you can get. I, you maybe could talk me into Duke, but them traveling to Duke, I, I, I don't think that I, really has much of a shot either. Yeah, I think if this Kansas team manages to get a conference win this year – yeah. you're celebrating and you're getting really excited for your future. If that's, I, that's how bad this team is. If I was going to say anything about Kansas at all, uh, I, I they can maybe, maybe run the ball a little well, bit. I, I, they were what 110th in the country yes. last year in most ratings. So I, not even a top, top hundred team in a power five. And conference, I, I so. say maybe run the ball. That's based on Lance Leopold <laughs> being able to run the ball at Buffalo for numerous amounts of years, but they will try to make the game as ugly as possible yes. to, to stay in it, but I just that schedule is just brutal. Yeah. Uh not much to like there. Uh is there any love on no. <laughs> no, I think we're good to move on. Uh both taking the under one and a half. No way they get to all right. We're gonna move on to another team in the middle of the pack. Interesting team here. Kansas State sits at five and a half wins on the season. I must say, I do really like Kansas State. Uh, I really like this coach who uh, came over from North Dakota State to uh, take over for Bill Snyder. Uh, one of, I believe, uh, 
seven or eight games his first year, struggled a little bit last year, but uh, I just like his play style. So I'm a little bullish on this team. I really like, I'm curious about your thoughts on them. Yeah. You know, I look at, uh, they get Skylar Thompson back at quarterback senior. He uh, only played the first two games last year. I think that's going to be a a little bit of a boost to this offense and their entire two deep on their offensive line return. So I look for their offensive line and their run game to be uh, really solid. Uh, my biggest questions are on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they only returned six starters and they were already poor as it was last year. Maybe it's a good thing they're not bringing back many starters from last year, uh, but that's my biggest question and concern. That's that's why I see them struggling in this Big 12 where there's a, a bunch of high-powered offenses and uh, you don't want to be struggling on defense with against some of these teams that are yeah. going to be playing. Uh, I do think the talent's a little depleted on the defensive side of things. Uh, my only counter to that is uh, Kansas State really likes to control the pace of the game, yeah. running the ball like they do. Uh, they have two wins over Oklahoma in uh, both of Chris Kleiman's uh, first two years, basically because they were able to control the ball, control that game. I, I don't think their defense was all that great. If you look at the uh, uh, you know points per possession for Oklahoma in those games, they pretty much scored every time they had the ball, except for like one or two series there where they were able to create turnovers or get that one stop. And then they were able to keep their offense on the field. Uh, whereas like their running attack really is their best defense with this team. Yeah. They pound it and they don't pound it for like explosive runs. They pound it for four, six, you know, eight yard runs and they just control the game, control the clock. And that's really why I like this team. And uh, I think they can be a little better than they were last year. You mentioned uh, the injury to their quarterback and uh, a true freshman came in there who really was not uh, probably ready for that uh, jump up, uh, especially in an offense like this, where it's, you know, uh, a lot of nuance and a lot of different uh, North Dakota state. If you've looked at their history, but, NFL quarterbacks in there. So uh, their type of offense is a a similar pro style type offense. that's sort of hard to grasp, especially for a true freshman who's not, you know, a really, really high recruited uh, true freshman. Yeah, the other thing I see that it's going to be tough for them to get past is just the beginning of the schedule. The front half is pretty rough. Uh, opening the game against Stanford, yeah. that's a big time. Uh, I think that's a toss-up game. They, uh, they definitely, I think, have the skill to win it. But if you drop that one, uh, you know, after you get past Southern Illinois, you've got Nevada, Oklahoma State, and then Oklahoma, well, yeah. uh, which is a gauntlet right there. Yes. Those three games are going to be really tough. I'm big on Nevada. Uh, so I just – I don't know. I, I don't think – defensively this team is ready to go on a run uh but uh I think their offense could be solid and, and maybe that's enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that Stanford game's probably a bellwether for both teams. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you'll see who will probably have a good year, possibly could go on and win seven, eight games, and who probably will hover around that four to six win territory between those two uh, sort of similar teams, similar styles of play as well. So it, that one's very, very interesting. You mentioned the gauntlet of Nevada, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, week off, Iowa State. That's, yeah. that's, that's a brutal one uh, going in there, but uh, they do – they have had Oklahoma's number, and then they get that bye week, and Iowa State comes to them. Uh, if they're in and around, uh, they do finish uh, nicely at Kansas State, West Virginia, Baylor coming there, and then at Texas to sort of close the season. So it'll be interesting where this team fits. Uh, they are uh, at uh, about uh, 4,000 to win the conference. Any love there? Do you think they could sneak into that uh, no. championship game? No, I've actually got them on the under here. I've got them at most winning five games. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as big on this team as, as you are. So uh, 
I'm going to take the under plus 110. I think that's some good juice. I'm liking yeah, I, I like the over on this team. I, I, I think they're sort of a constant overachiever here. And uh, I, I think they could get to that uh, maybe about seven win mark here. All right, let's move on to the big boys in Oklahoma yes. here. Uh, 11 wins on the uh, under over. So that gives them uh, no margin of error on your bet here. Uh, if they lose a game, you're pushing. And if they lose more than one game, uh, you're under. So uh, the offense, as you know, will be good. Uh, pretty much whatever Lincoln Riley puts in there will be good. Uh, couple question marks for me on this Oklahoma side. Uh, Rattler, I'm not in love with, even with the numbers. I think he's a little jittery in that pocket, a little turnover prone. Uh, and then uh, defensively. Now, everyone says it's improved, but uh, I, I think we've been hearing that tune uh, since about Bob Stoops' uh, fifth year as coach. And every year we hear Oklahoma's defense has improved. And then there are two or three games a year when we watch them give well, up 50 points and get cashed on the run. So uh, what are your feelings on Oklahoma here? Yeah, you know, defensively, uh, secondary is a little questionable. But I just – I think this team is loaded with talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Their offensive line is probably one of the highest rated in the country, in my opinion. Uh, they bring in Robert Congle, a transfer from Arizona, who's already got 24 starts under his belt. Uh, stole a couple of my balls and uh, starting offensive lineman, Wanya Morris, who had 19 starts at Tennessee. They also went and got Eric Gray at running back. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid uh, solid guy for them as well. Um, anything less than a playoff appearance for this Oklahoma team is going to be a disappointment. So a lot of pressure here. Uh, but I, 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 I think they're going to come through, and I, I don't see them losing a game. I've got them winning all 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I had them just under on 10. Now, that wouldn't be a bet I would make, but uh, when you make your win total where you have no margin for error in over-under win totals, I, I don't take the over. I, I take what I think they're <laughs> yes. going to win. And, so uh, I think this is uh, the best team they've had in a while, and I, I, see, I see the defense improving a little bit. Yes. Uh, so I'm I, by, I thought I'm, it was – I, will, the hype a I will say I thought it was better last year. But uh, that being said, uh, they still lost to Kansas State because they couldn't stop their run game. So And they also lost to Texas because uh, Texas gashed them for about 40 billion points as well. So, uh, you know, we hear it every year. Their defense is improved. We'll see if it's really improved. Uh, I, I think the thing we have not mentioned is uh, of the top teams, uh, this is probably – Easily the easiest schedule there is. Uh, oh, yeah. They, uh, they not at home. They literally play no one. I, I assume they probably thought Nebraska was a team with a pulse when they scheduled them. Uh, and now I'm not sure they're actually better than Tulane. The at Tulane game might be the more tricky game for them than Nebraska at home. But uh, otherwise, I, I don't see a lot of trip ups here. Their schedule is really, really easy. Uh, the ones I saw end of the year. At Oklahoma State, uh, I, I think we have to take Kansas State seriously versus them since they have not been beating them uh, yet. And then, uh, you know, the Texas game is always the Texas game. Uh, yeah. But uh, that was about the only trip ups. Uh, I, I think we both think the TCU talent probably is hovering around there, but uh, it being in Oklahoma, I don't know how much of love there. And then the Iowa State also. Uh, is coming to Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, really they're, I, I think we pencil in their tough, tough games in the uh, big 12, uh, Iowa state, TCU, Oklahoma state, two of those are at home. So uh, nice little bounce there for Oklahoma. So 
we're both bullish on them. We'll probably definitely see them in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, minus 150 to win conference. Uh, I'm not taking any no. team uh, at minus 150. But I, I think the one that's a little bit there, 8-1 to one to win the national championship. I, I think they're definitely a playoff team. Yes. Uh, unless they slip up and lose uh, a couple of games, I think I think they could potentially even make the playoffs with one loss if they win the uh, the Big 12 championship yes. game, uh, just because the talent's going to be there and everyone's going to love watching them. Uh, so I, I I I think that could be solid. Uh, now they they've always had to have those first ma- they've always got the four seed when they've made the playoffs. They've always got the really tough SEC matchup when yes. they get there, uh, but. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, eight to one is not bad for a team that I think is more than likely one of the top four teams in the country. I, I see a little value there because if you truly probably wrote down a list of teams you think can actually win the national yeah. championship, uh, I, I don't know if you could put eight total teams down there. There are probably about five or six that, if you're truly honest with yourself, yeah. uh, could really win the national championship. So I see a little value there. Uh, the things that would hurt it, we mentioned their easy schedule. You said they might be able to get away with a one loss. Uh, I think it would be very difficult unless that loss was to a Big 12 team that they then came back and won. Say an Iowa State. Yes. If they lost it, you know, an Iowa State and then came back and thrashed them in that Big 12 championship game, I think they probably could maybe make a case. It probably depends, you know, how many teams outside of the Big 12 and how they're doing. But uh, eight to one, little bit of value there. I, I don't know if I quite grab it, but uh, I, I do think there's value uh, in that eight to one uh, for Oklahoma. All right, next up, we're moving to Oklahoma State. All right, uh, Oklahoma State, seven and a half wins here. Uh, I have to admit, I'm a little bit down on this Oklahoma State yeah. team. A uh, little bit interesting. Uh, they're built defensively. Uh, I don't know when we could say Oklahoma State has ever been built defensively. Uh, they've always had some solid defensive players, but uh, uh, very interesting that there are questions really pretty much at every skill position on the offensive side of the ball for Oklahoma State. Well, yeah, they only bring back five starters on offense. Um, you and know. the quarterback <laughs> is inconsistent, and he's one of the starters. Well, he's one of the returners, yes. Spencer <laughs> Sanders. Uh, so he's one of the lone bright spots on offense. But I think you know, this Oklahoma State team, they're kind of uh, – they're making a comeback from where they tried a little experiment where they were going to be this defensive powerhouse. They tried to change up their philosophy, and then uh, Gundy was just like, no, we're going back to our offensive firepower. So I think they're trying to rebuild that style back, uh, and I just don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, but they do churn out great wide receivers yes. in this program. Uh, I think they should perform well. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I just – like I said, the way Gundy likes to play, I don't know if they're going to have the offense for that this year. So I see them struggling a little bit. Well, that that's was my main concern. I, I put them right at the seven mark. Yeah, I've uh, actually got them right at seven. But, is- I, you know, I had to sort of milk up and down, sort of. I think they can win here. I, I just – I don't have a good feel on this team because I don't know if they're going to try to push things offensively. And then that hurts their defense if their offense cannot keep up. You mentioned the quarterback is returning, but, you know, I think that's one of the spots where they're he, – he's a little inconsistent. He's not like we've seen with the Oklahoma State quarterbacks in the past who have been, uh, you know, short of short, quick pass, accurate passes. He, he's a little 
hot and cold and yeah. he's cold. Uh, they right. are completing a lot of passes. And then I, I think more than anything uh, last year was, which was disappointing was uh, the running back, uh, Chuba Hubbard, and then they couldn't get their running game going. And uh, Oklahoma State has always been able to sort of get that running game going, and that wasn't there. And now Chuba's gone, and uh, I, I just don't know if that offense is going to be able to uphold, and I don't know if they have the mentality to well, sort of just try to grind games defensively. And they've out. got a lot of road games, yes. I think, that are very tough at, at West Virginia, at Iowa State, at Texas. Uh, they get Oklahoma at home, yes. but then they have to go to Boise State. I just think there's going to be – just not enough experience and leadership on this team to carry them through those tough challenges. And they're going to get tripped up uh, early and often. I think. Yeah. Uh, that, that Tulsa game's interesting too. We talked about Tulsa. Yeah. I, I don't think either of us totally know what to expect out of Tulsa. Yeah. It could be another team that's really good defensively, or they could sort of fall back into that mid back. But if both teams are good defensively, that could be a tighter game than I I'd, think. I'd be interested to see how many points uh, Tulsa's getting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be a tighter game than we think, but yeah. uh, we'll see how Tulsa season plays out. And we'll see how Oklahoma state season plays out. All right. Uh, next up, uh, TCU. Uh, interesting team here in that. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent on this mm -hmm. team, but uh, I think the biggest question mark here is quarterback. Uh, Max Duggar, uh, I think at the start of the year was really, really bad. He started to... Well, get good at the end of the year. So what Max Duggar are we getting? I think is the biggest question here for TCU. Their win total sits at seven and a half. So what do you like about TCU? Well, I'm a big fan of Max Duggar. His, uh, you know, he's struggled. He had a heart condition he was dealing with earlier uh, in the year, uh, COVID, and then he got the hand injury. So his, his season was really rattled by a lot of difficulties, but I think uh, a full off season, I think he's going to be coming into this year strong, should all be behind him. Uh, I've got him number two in the conference at the quarterback position, yes. right behind Spencer Rattler. Uh, I just, I think he's that good. Um, I actually really like this TCU team. Uh, again, another tough road schedule. They got to go to Oklahoma uh, and Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Also K-State, too. So, uh, you know, all those tough games to get them over the hump are all on the road. Uh, but I think they can take care of business on the rest of the yes. schedule. So I've actually got them going over. I've done at eight wins. Yes, I, I have them at eight wins as well. Uh, I, I, that, you know, that first part of their schedule is really going to determine mm -hmm. uh, that California SMU, you know, little stretch there. Uh, I'd say Texas, but they have uh, annihilated Texas. Hundredth <laughs> meeting of that yes. TCU SMU game. Yes, so, that, uh, that's always got, a fun one. They didn't as get well. to play it last year. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that game. But uh, I, I I'm bullish on them. I, I honestly, if Duggar does improve like he did towards the end of the year, and he sort of makes that jump uh, like Trevion Boykin did, uh, you know, where he was sort of inconsistent, and then all of a sudden the next two years uh, he was completing passes. Because uh, I do think the skill position guys on the offense are really there. Probably I, I put them right up there with uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma. But uh, they have to have somebody to get them the ball. You know TCU is going to be able to play defense. But uh, I think quarterback is what they need, consistent uh, quarterback. Because mm -hmm. 
there were, got a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, at times, I, I loved what he did. And then at times, he was uh, driving me nuts because uh, I, I believe we took him and took against him. And I don't know if we always hit it. Uh, it seemed like we'd hit it when he was throwing like five picks. And then all of a sudden, the next week, we'd be off him. And then he'd rush for 200 yards and throw for 300. And we'd be like, what's going on here? But uh, both bullish on TCU. Uh, interesting conference odds here. 14 to 1 to win the conference. What are your thoughts on that one? I, I think they've got too many tough games on the road to, to truly be there. So I wouldn't take a, take a dip in that. I, I think the value's there, uh, but I, I wouldn't put it as a value. I If they could get to that championship game, then I'd protect that bet because I don't know if they can quite hang with Oklahoma. But uh, I, I think the value's there to hold it and see if they can get that, uh, uh, you know, to that championship game. Also that, uh, you know, the – Texas, the SMU and California game there, back-to-back, -back, don't really factor into their conference. So maybe if they get off to a bad start, find their way in their conference, they might still be okay, depending on how Iowa State season uh, unfolds overall. But uh, So we're both bullish on TCU. Next up, we have Texas Longhorns. So uh, new coach, again, uh, Steve yep. Sarkeesian comes Sark. in there. Uh, Eight wins on them. Uh, I, I must say, uh, I'm way under on this. I, I don't like this Texas team, but uh, well, what are your thoughts on them? My biggest question is, who's going to play quarterback? Uh, <laughs> that I, was coming from me. As, as of today, they still have yet to announce a starter. Uh, I think it's going to be the speedy, strong-arm Hudson card, uh, but he's in a battle with Casey Thompson, and, uh, who, Casey Thompson, who backed up Ellinger last year, so... They could go with the the you know the newcomer exciting talent guy or the or the guy that's got experience. Um, they got a solid defensive line, uh, but secondary is going to have some issues. Uh, but they really need that leader to step up. You know, Ellinger was the guy for that team for three years. Uh, you know, it wasn't amazing, but he led that team and, and carried them to a couple of wins. Uh, so they're going to have to have someone step up at that quarterback position, uh, especially for Steve Sarkeesian's offense. You know, the way he likes to play. Um, so, uh, I, I, I just don't see it happening in year one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really down on this team. Uh, Ellinger as probably not the greatest quarterback of all time, but he carried Texas mm -hmm. to really not a lot of wins, but when the they won they got, yes. was because of him. So, uh, you take him away. I don't know what this team is. Uh, you did mention they have some good players on the defensive line, good players on the offensive line. You expect that, but I think what's hurt them is really these skill position guys. They haven't hit on any of them in a long, long time. There haven't been great skill position guys coming out of Texas in uh, really since uh, Mac Brown was there pretty much. And I, I'm really down on them. I, I thought their schedule was pretty difficult. I only saw four wins in the schedule. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I won't get on, too much of a high horse, but I don't think Sarkeesian is a very good head coach. I, I think we saw that at Washington. He was not I, that good. I don't know about head coach. He's, he can call plays. Though. Yes, but he's no longer calling plays. Somebody else is calling plays. He's a head coach, and we've had experience with him at Washington, who he was not good at. USC, he was not good at. And uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Atlanta, and you can go ask Matt Ryan what he thought of. So uh, other than the greatness at Alabama when he was playing with a pretty much NFL team uh, over there. Uh, I, I just don't know how great a coach he is. I've 
yeah. little curious of the firing and then hiring of Steve Cartesian like that is a level jump when uh, just uh, three or four years ago, I think we were all quite in love with Tom Herman as uh, well. <laughs> I'm going to give him a little bit more credit than you. I'm going to give him, I think they can get to seven wins, uh, but they're definitely not going to hit the over. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I mean, I could see them winning seven games, but uh, I, I think I gave a lot of the 50-50 games probably on the other side of that. Uh, they have uh, some tough road games there. Uh, you mentioned the opening game with Louisiana Lafayette will be very difficult. It'll be interesting to see what this Arkansas team is going yep. to Arkansas. Uh, anyone who remembers the Southwest Conference, that was a pretty big rivalry back in the day. Uh, I'm assuming our younger fans probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, there was a cool conference and it was the that's, Southwest. That's early for me. As well. <laughs> but uh, that was a fun rivalry game. Uh, Arkansas looked a little better last year. I don't know if that continues, but uh, interesting game there. And then at TCU, at Baylor, at Iowa State, at West Virginia, and of course the Oklahoma game. Those are all really, really difficult games. So uh, I'm a down on Texas. Plus, I think they get a bit overvalued just because people like Texas and they bet on them. So I'm a, I'm a big uh, pusher on the under there. Uh, uh, 550 to win the conference no yeah that's a that was a quick no for me no. I, I couldn't yeah. even believe that was their value but once again we talked I think they're getting a lot of credit on their name <laughs> yes I <laughs> speaking of random people just betting on Texas because it's Texas uh clearly I've not watched Texas play football <laughs> in the last uh, 15 years all right we'll move to another Texas team and uh this one I know probably is going to be bad uh Texas Tech four and a half uh, I'm under on this one as well. I, I put no identity. What yeah. are they? Uh, Matt Wells came in there, uh, wanted to make them, you know, a pro-style defensive team. Uh, that's not Texas Tech's nature. So essentially he's made them terrible on offense and they're still bad on defense. So uh, I don't know what to make of this Texas Tech. Well, they, got what solid, do you? they got solid weapons at wide receiver. They bring in Tyler Shuck out of Oregon. Uh, we'll, we'll see what he can do here. Uh, but outside of that, you know, they really don't stand out in any other position yeah. other than wide receivers and, and maybe at quarterback. So they may have a little bit of offense, but I, I just don't see them getting very far. And I really like that undervalue at plus 125. Uh, I think they're uh, I, I, three wins is what I've got them. Yeah, I, I was being kind and gave them four. But uh, honestly, I think it probably is closer to two. Yeah. Uh, four. I, I put them in about a two to four range, and I was more likely to, but I was being kind on the four. Uh, you know, that Houston game would yep. be an interesting game. I, I probably favor Houston there. Um, you know, FIU probably a win there, but uh, I, I'm not giving this team any, any wins. But uh, then, other than Kansas after that, yeah. Uh, what else are they getting? Yeah, I was not uh, giving them much, and uh, they brought in Sonny Cumbie to, you know, former Texas Tech quarterback, master of the air raid after uh, Wells was going to go away from that. And uh, it seems like it's coming back. And a, a little bit wonders if he might have just uh, hired his replacement. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you, do you think Wells survives mm, the year? Uh, probably depends how they start. Uh, that Houston game, very, very big. Uh, he might be able to lose that one, then win those two, but there, there's a bad stretch in there yeah. at Texas, at West Virginia, at TCU. Well, we talked about, you know, they were the one opportunity, one of the opp few opportunities yes. for Kansas to get a win. Mm -hmm. You lose that Kansas game, you're toast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really big on them. I, I'm 
was being kind and gave them four wins, but uh, I don't know if they can even get that. So uh, I, I think the under's there. And uh, this is one where I think the coach probably uh, heads out as well. Next up, uh, the weirdest team in the Big 12. Uh, I like this team. Yeah, I like this team as well. Uh, their schedule's pretty difficult. Yep. Uh, but uh, I do like their coach. Uh, was a big fan of him at Troy. Um, six and a half wins. I I worry about the offense would be my biggest question with this team. So uh, what are your thoughts on West Virginia here? Yeah, I, you know, Biggest thing for me, I love this West Virginia defense. Yes. Uh, I think I took their defense in a few unders and some spreads last year, made some money on them. Uh, they only gave up an average of 291 yards per game and 20 points per game. I mean, if you can get that from your defense in the Big 12, you're yeah. going to be winning some games. Uh, now, they did lose uh, Darius Stills and Tony Fields, the number one tackler on the team. Uh, but I think they're still really powerful on yeah. defense. Um, but they did have a terrible wide receiver group last year led the led the conference and drops 32 drops in their wide receiver group last year uh now uh we talk about the you know their home field advantage is huge in yes. this big 12 everyone has to come out and play them uh sometimes most of the time there's those early noon yes. games uh where they have to travel to them time zone so it's an early morning game for whoever's coming to them and a tough uh, place to play as well Morgantown always uh, yeah not a fun place to go so to. so I, I really like their home field advantage so I, I I've got them going slightly over here I think they're a good solid seven to eight win yeah. team here. I, I I wanted to put them at seven to eight uh my problem was uh I, I'm a little worried uh, early on about this schedule if they get down where is their head out uh I I don't think it's it's probably a little early to start uh pushing on Neil Brown's job but West Virginia is one of those crazy schools who thinks they should always be in the top 10 and they probably should always be hovering around the top 25. Uh, and at Maryland, Virginia, at Oklahoma, you know, that that could be a one and three start. I assume they can beat Long Island. And if that's where it hits, their offense, you know, is poor once again. The defense is trying to carry them and making them in these ugly, ugly games. I just worry where their head comes out in that middle part of the schedule where they need to get some wins. Uh, but I, I, I put them just under at six, but I, I very easily could see them winning like eight games as well. Mm -hmm. If this offense makes an improvement in the jump in there. All right. Uh, I think that does. I think that does it for the big 12. Uh, overall, uh, what's your pick to win the big 12? Uh, it's Oklahoma, no question. Uh, I think this is the best team they've had in about uh, three or four years uh, since. Uh, uh, so I, I, I like this Oklahoma team. Yeah, I, I, I find it very difficult for Oklahoma not to come away with the Big 12 Conference. I, I think it's possible that maybe a TCU pop in there, but uh, I, I don't know if they could beat Oklahoma in the championship game uh, overall. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the ACC. All right, let's start out with Boston College. Uh, their number sits at seven. Um, this is about as uh, sort of an okay as okay team gets. This uh, is solid on the lines, okay running attack, quarterback little inconsistent. Uh, I had them a little under, but uh, I, I think we're gonna talk about it a lot in this ACC. Yeah. That middle, yeah. Uh, there's one week to the next. If you're trying to predict who's winning what, uh, there's probably going to be five or six teams 
they're going to hover between four to seven wins. Yes, correct. Based on how these toss-up games go. Uh, so it's going to get really ugly outside of those top, you know, uh, three, four teams. Uh, but, you know, this Boston College team, I, I want, I like their offense. was finally starting to figure things out last year. Uh, Phil Yurkovich has uh, been developing pretty well as a quarterback. And, and this isn't, you know, you think Boston College football, you don't think of what you saw last year, you know, yes. throwing the ball over the field. Uh, one of the most uh, yards per game passing they've had in the history of their program last year. Uh, so I think they're going to keep improving on offense. Uh, interesting to see where their defense is at. But, you know, just this ACC conference is tough. Yes. Uh, and, and that seven wins, I think it's going to be a little high for them. I think they can get to a bowl game. Yeah. I've got them at six wins but I don't think they're going to get the over there. Yeah, I, I put under, I put them at five, but I mean, six wins right there. I, I mean, their range is probably five on the low end to, you know, eight on the very, very high end where of, everything breaks back. Uh, you mentioned their quarterback. Uh, he can be really good, uh, but he's, you know, I, I think that's probably true for a lot of these teams. Yeah. Inconsistent quarterback play. Mm -hmm. One game he's throwing four touchdowns, throwing for 350 and missing like four passes. Uh, the next game he can't hit anyone and is turning the ball over. Yeah. And you're like, what are we getting game to game? If he can find some consistently, I think that Boston College team moves more in the seven win area. If it's more like last year where it's jumping game to game. I, I think it's more in the five win area. So it, it, it's really a solid team, uh, good players on sort of both sides of the ball. It's just not great players on mm -hmm. either side of the ball, but uh, all really solid college football uh, players. So uh, interesting team to see how they play out uh, on the year, but uh, we'll move on. Our next team up is Clemson Tigers and uh this one doesn't give you any margin for error. Yeah, you've already uh, been giving me some, yes, some uh, flack over my pick here. That would be 11 and a half wins, which means they have to go undefeated uh, to uh, cover this over under. I went under. Uh, the only thing I could find negative about this team was the running back position might not be quite as good as it was last year. <laughs> uh, the rest is all going to be very, very good it will be very, very difficult to uh, find teams to beat Clemson. So I think, you know, what the biggest challenge to this Clemson team is, is uh, just keeping focus throughout yeah. the year. They're far and away the most talented team in the ACC. Uh, this is my number one power ranked team in the country. I like them better than anybody. I've got them as my preseason number one. This defense reminds me of their defense from years back when they won a national championship. I think that was the key to their national yes. championship. Now, they did lose Trevor Lawrence, but uh, DJ Uyunglele is like – Well, he's going to be your next number one pick in two Yeah, years, I, I, so. think he's, I think he's <laughs> – Barely a step back at quarterback. Yes. I mean, now, you know, Trevor Lawrence is is, is more of a once in a, a few you know, decades. But yes. uh, this guy, he's he's already going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you, you talk about the run game, but I think the advantage they have here is, you know, we talk about that keeping focus. Their toughest game of the year is the first game yeah. of the year, that Georgia game. Uh, but I think they're going to take care of that one too. Uh, so I – I'm actually taking the over. I don't see Clemson losing. I think they're they're going to ride this season out and get to the playoffs and see who they see who they match up with. Yeah. Uh, if you, I know you can't take that twelve. I would not take it. I'm not betting the under, 
but I damn sure would not be betting the over because you get no error and uh, ukulele gets hurt. Uh, there's a COVID scare, you know, you're just ruined. Uh, I, I will say the schedule also somehow benefits them as well. Somehow they managed to avoid both North Carolina and Miami in the regular season. Yeah. I, I, I struggled to find a loss. You mentioned Georgia, but actually I don't, I don't foresee Georgia putting up much of a fight at versus Clemson. Uh, the only one I can say is at Syracuse. And that's because for some reason they've had a very difficult time for Syracuse under the Dabo Sweeney era. And uh, I, I, I believe they lost to Syracuse once up there. And uh, then not, they had uh, not this yes. <laughs> uh, so other than that, maybe a tricky one at Pittsburgh where it might be a little cold in October, but the weather doesn't even quite hit there yet. And then, uh, it, you know, at Louisville, November 6th, uh, we'll see what Louisville has. But uh, it's, overall, it, it, everything seems to be uh, working their way into this team uh, being a easy playoff team right now. Yeah, uh, we're going to go. Minus 2,000 to win their division. Uh, any love on the, taking the minus? The only goal? love I have is the 350 for national champions. Yeah, champion. Uh, I think that's the only value you're going to get there. Uh, but no question, Clemson's winning the ACC. Yes. Uh, minus 835 to win their conference. So there's not even a <laughs> chance to really bet on that. Uh, plus 350, probably okay value. Uh, your money's probably... Best uh, just betting them, though, at 350 money line every game of the season than actually betting the plus 350 overall to win the national championship. Next up, Duke. Uh, probably going to hover down the bottom of the ACC. Uh, three and a half is their over. I have them barely going over at four, but uh, that's because I'm being kind to David Cutcliffe. I really like well, Cut, uh, but... I, I don't think they have the quarterback play. Uh, be they lost a lot of talent on defense. Yeah. So I don't know quite what's there, but if somebody can make a nobody a quarterback, it's probably David Cutcliffe. So, well, I'm interested uh, to see what happens. You know, he's handing over play calling to offensive coordinator Jeff Ferris, mm -hmm. who was their uh, wide receiver tight ends coach. So uh, offense could see, be a little different here. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm not sure that's a plus, by the way. <laughs> well, maybe spend a little bit more time with the quarterbacks. I'm not sure. Uh, this team may be better than last year. I don't really see a whole lot that's, yes. that leads me to believe that, unless they can just develop somebody at quarterback, like you said. Uh, but they can run the ball. That's about yes. all they have going for them right now. Uh, and I just, you know, through this ACC gauntlet, I don't, I've got them at three wins. I'm, yes. I'm going to take the under plus 100. Well, I, I put them at four, uh, and that's basically the season. At Charlotte, North Carolina A&T, Northwestern, and then Kansas. See, I don't know about Northwestern. Yeah, uh, I, I will say they have been able to beat Northwestern in the uh, battle of the brain schools. Uh, but uh, those were much better Duke teams that have been beating Northwestern. So, I, I mean, the chance for three to four wins is those four because uh, then all of a sudden it gets very, very difficult uh, at North Carolina, Georgia Tech, at Virginia, at Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, at Virginia Tech, Louisville, Miami. The problem is it seems like every home game is teams they aren't going to be capable of beating. And then the road games that they might be teams could win are uh, just going to be difficult to win. So uh, uh, 
I don't know if we put David Cutcliffe on the hot seat, but uh, he is starting to get up there in age. He's been around a long time. He's had two bad seasons in a row. Oh. If this goes bad, do you think they maybe make a change here? Or do you just sort I, of keep it going? I mean, what's their expectations at Duke? I mean, also, he's probably been one of their most successful football coaches oh, he of has all time. Yes. So, uh, I mean, one, you don't want to run him out of town. And I, I just – what are you going to get to come to Duke that's going to be any better? I mean, the ACC is actually getting stronger. I yeah. think it's getting tougher to win in the ACC. And uh, I think Cut could turn it around. He's just, like I said, we've got to, he's got to have his quarterback. And yes. he, he's missing that right now. Maybe he can bring one in in the next year or two or develop somebody. We'll see. Uh, he's worked magic with quarterbacks before in the past. So uh, I, I wouldn't count them down and out, but uh, uh, this year, yes. Yeah, I, I think it would be more of sort of retiring situation yeah. uh you know then hey uh we're gonna fire him but uh you never know uh you know i think he won two games the year before and two games that year so he's been on a little bit of a bad stretch so we'll see what uh cut can make of uh this team next up uh florida state so uh five and a half wins for florida state i i don't know the last time they were five and a half wins i have them barely going over this, but uh, I, I think there are so many just questions. Uh, they got a lot of transfers in there. Yeah. Whether these transfers are good or not, I don't know. Whether Florida State is good or not, I don't know. So what do you make of Florida State? Well, you know, they get Mackenzie Milton, uh, grad transfer from UCF, who had that terrible knee injury. Uh, he's been out for a few years, going to come back and play. So uh, they really need him to turn this offense around. Uh, because their defense doesn't uh, help them out at all. Yes. So they're going to have to score the ball to keep up with some of these teams. Uh, if this offense is improved, they may be, make a bigger jump than I think they're going to, but I, I only see them getting four wins. I'm actually taking the under here. Uh, I think they're, you know, the 50-50 the games where it could go either way end up on the road. Uh, you know, they've got at Boston College. I think that's a 50-50 game. At North Carolina is going to be really tough. At Wake even, yeah. uh, I think, is a toss-up game. So I, I just think the games that they need to win are on the road and they're going to struggle to get that. So uh, I've only got them winning four wins. Yeah, I, I put them over and it's probably because I want McKenzie Milton to be good. Yeah. I was a big, big fan of him at Central Florida. And, uh, you know, when his, it wasn't like a bad knee injury. It was an all his whole leg pretty yeah. much yeah. went into it. We're talking Alex Smith type, you know, stuff there. And, you know, I think I want him to be good and yet at least be able to complete his college career on top. Uh, but I, I think there are a lot of questions whether he'll be able to. Uh, I, he was such a, you know, dynamic mover, and I don't know if that's going to be there. Uh, this, uh, I, I think Florida State season probably depends on this opening spot. They need to win a couple of these games early because uh, I think we've seen it the last couple of years. Uh, once this ship starts sinking, this team sort of yeah. tunes out and quits. And uh, I, I wonder if that's coming as well. But uh, they do bring in the Kansas wide receiver as well. So I, I think there's explosiveness on this offense. And I I don't know if they have great defenders, but there's, you know, they always have fast, explosive guys on defense too. It's whether they can get them to play good football. That has been the question uh for a while <laughs> now, yeah. uh, I, I think even while Jimbo was there, those last couple of Jimbo years, he was not getting the type of talent that uh, 
he had gotten before. So it, it's been a while on Florida State. Uh, I, I think I just uh, put them over. I, I think I felt under, but I, I wanted I wanted McKenzie Milton to at least have a little bit of a good season, go out uh, nicely. But uh, I, I don't even know if he's going to end up winning the job. So uh, next up, we're going to Georgia Tech. Uh, this is a fun little team here. Uh, odd team, I think. Uh, they've pulled away from the option, but yet they still can only run the ball. So uh, Georgia Tech sits at five wins. What's your feeling on Georgia Tech? You know, I really want to like this team. Yes. I loved them last year. Picked them. If you go back and watch our pick shows, I was picking Georgia Tech week in, week out. And guess what? <laughs> I did not win very much last year. Uh, they let me down quite a bit. Um, their defense was terrible, terrible last year. Uh, and for them to have any chance, they're going to have to improve. Uh, but, gosh, looking at this schedule, uh, yeah. they got Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just – all I'm, I, I, I don't see them getting many wins. I don't think they're going to come along very further than they were last year. Quarterback play is suspect. Receivers are mm-hmm. tough. Offensive line is tough. Uh, defense is – they're giving up, you know, 400 yards passing a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team's going to win three, four games max. See, I, I'm a little more bullish. I want to like this team. Uh, they play hard. I, I like the coach, uh, Jeff Collins. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's weird that they haven't carried over that, uh, you know, he was a head coach at Temple mm-hmm. uh, when they were playing really, really tough defense. That hasn't quite translated to the ACC. Uh, you'd think he'd be able to get better defensive players uh, down in Georgia than he would be able to get up in Philadelphia, but that just hasn't worked out. Uh, you know, they haven't found a quarterback, which has probably been the main, main problem, uh, you know, and like I said, they're no longer running the option, but really uh, when they do run the option, that's their best weapon because the only thing they've really been able to do much on offense is run the ball. And I want to like them, so I put them over. Uh, We mentioned the middle tier of this where it's a bunch of, you know, 50-50 games. I'm putting them, they win it. You are putting them, they lose it, I think, here. So uh, interesting team, Georgia Tech. Uh, We'll see if they're uh, on the winning side or the losing side. Uh, They were on the losing side uh, last year. The year before, they were a little bit better. But uh, next up, uh, speaking of middle teams that – yeah. You can go uh, one way or the other. Uh, Louisville, six and a half on the over uh, for Louisville here. Uh, lost a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, I, I put them at mediocre to poor. Uh, the one thing I like here is I, I like Scott Satterfield. I, I think he's a really good football coach. So I'm putting my trust in here, and I'm going with Louisville on the over here. What do you think of Louisville? Well, I just look at the, their inexperience at the uh, wide receiver position. Yes. I think that's really going to hurt them. Uh, they've lost five of their seven top tacklers on defense. Uh, and, you know, this non-conference uh, is really rough. Uh, opening the game at, uh, at Mississippi, or not at Mississippi, but I think it's a neutral site game. Yes. Uh, but opening up the game against uh, Mississippi, and they also have UCF and Kentucky to finish yes. the season off, uh, that big rivalry game. And uh, I just – I don't think this is quite quite good. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on how well Millie Cunningham does at yes, quarterback. that was going to be uh, my uh, – I, I think they could cover up some of the stuff on defense if Millie Cunningham is playing uh, really good football. But uh, speaking of quarterbacks who uh, have 
good one game, bad the other. Yeah. Uh, I think Malik Cunningham sort of fits right there. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. I think they're kind of counting on him to be, you know, the Lamar Jackson. For this yes. Team. They, they need him to run the ball uh, well and, and, and just make those those plays when, when a, a play makes breaks down, figure out a way to still get that first down and make things happen. Uh, just a little spark on that offense. Uh, but like I said, I think they're going to have a little trouble defensively as well. So I've got them just on the under. I've got them at five wins. I just don't think they're going to get to that seven mark to get the over. Yeah, I, I, I think once again, we're sort of – But, you know, this is one of yeah, those teams. That's where, how I think it's the same thing where I think they're getting those 50-50 wins. You don't think they're getting them, and that's just sort of where it falls. My teams are probably Georgia Tech and Louisville. Yours are probably a couple other that guys about that to. we're about to get to. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's just sort of how it's going to be, I think, in this middle tier of the ACC. I think everybody's sort of good. None of them are great. They're all just sort of good, and you can find little spots where it's like, who's going to be healthy and who's going to be playing right with momentum coming into the week's game. So uh, next up, we're going to go with one of the ACC contenders. I, there are, I don't think there are very many contenders in the ACC. There are probably about two, maybe three, uh, but Miami, nine and a half wins. Uh, I, I, I told you before we started this, uh, it's pretty much all rides. How healthy is De'Ara King? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Manny Diaz's third year here already, and uh, he really just depends on – Derek King has to stay healthy. Uh, you know, the only thing I look at, their defensive backs were pretty disappointing last season. Uh, pass coverage was rough. Uh, if they can make it a, a, some strides on defense, what it, it looks like they should on paper, uh, this team could be right there, uh, but uh, really dependent on Derek King. Yeah, uh, offense – totally dependent on the Eric King to really get the move. Now their skill position guys are really, really explosive, but I don't think the depth behind King is enough to really get that offense humming. Uh, you mentioned uh, I, I, Miami gets a lot of explosive plays on defense. They get turnovers, they get mm -hmm. sacks, but the problem is I, they gave up just huge, huge plays also. So they they have to shore that up and become more of a, a solid defensive unit than a, a big play defensive unit. And if they can find a way to sort of control the highs and lows on that defensive side of things, I, I think they can uh, hit this over. Uh, the other thing we didn't mention is uh, this is a very difficult schedule. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, if they had had something a little softer, I, I'd be a lot more bullish on this over. But uh, Alabama, Happy State, Michigan State, uh, to start the season. That's, yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's three difficult games to start yeah. now. Uh, uh, granted two of them are in Miami, but, uh, that's, that's a hard way to start the season. Well, I think you get kind of a pass in that Alabama game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone expects Miami to win that. Uh, but I, I think they're going to have to win those next two yes. to keep their season alive. Now, obviously those are all non-conference, so they correct. can still have a successful ACC season, but I think, uh, I think you tend to, especially on a team that has high expectations like Miami. I think if you drop a couple games early, it's hard to keep the, everyone's head yeah. head in it and, uh, and keep that team from falling apart. Yeah. I, I think this is, they want to be a fringe contender. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think, you know, you go into the season looking at them as a playoff team, but uh, you give them a pass on that Alabama game. And then, you know, they can get that happy state win, that Michigan state win, uh, you know, and then they have that big matchup at North Carolina. Uh, then things start rolling, buzz starts flowing, and you you never know you know yeah. quite where things yeah. line up. But you know you maybe drop that Appy State game you know in a 
I, I'm assuming that is going to be a grinded out, you know, game. Michigan State, uh, we'll get to Big Ten next week. I I have no clue what to expect from Michigan State. So Yeah, I, I think if they can keep this thing pieced together, getting into the conference schedule, uh, it really could come down to that North Carolina yeah. game at North Carolina. Because uh, I think – I think Miami and North Carolina are the two best teams in that division of yes. this conference. So I think it's going to be one of them playing Clemson in the championship. I think uh, Miami wants to get there, uh, but they do have to go to North Carolina. Yeah. So, Well, the cauldron of Tar Heel Stadium. I, I, I've got Miami going on. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, LT's coming through the door. <laughs> or Julius Peppers. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of, we'll move to North Carolina. Their over-under sits at in wins so uh high expectations for a north carolina team that uh i think is going to disappoint us a little bit uh they lose a lot of skill position guys which is what makes me nervous uh sam howell is there I i'm not totally sold on sam howell but uh I, well, he I, can sling it. Yes, he can sling it, but i'm a little worried who he's slinging it to this year because uh, all those explosive guys are now on NFL rosters this year. So what do you make of North Carolina? Well, I'm hoping they can get some improvement on their offensive line. Uh, Howell was running for his life all last year when he was, you know, hoping to have enough time to chuck it down the field. Uh, one good thing, they've got all their starters returning, so they're getting to have some experience. So hopefully you'd, uh, you'd see some improvement there. Uh, the big things is, is they get Miami at home. Well, you know, we already talked about that, so that's a huge advantage. Uh, but we need to see some skilled position players step up uh, who's going to make the plays. But uh, defensively, I, I like the fact that they've got, you know, 10 starters back. Uh, it could be a solid defense. Are we worried that those were not great <laughs> well, starters last year? I, 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 you know, if Howell can continue what he was doing last year, you really don't need a whole lot of defense yes. to win these games, especially in the ACC. Uh, uh, I'm going to like a lot of overs in their games for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a couple worries here. Um, you know, uh, per Mac Brown fashion, they always seem to play close games, no matter who they're playing, which always leads to either fun comeback wins or uh, fun comeback losses uh, to, you know, a handful of teams they probably shouldn't be losing to. So that worries me a little bit. And then uh, I have my eye on that opening game at Virginia Tech to start the season. Uh, on a Friday night, uh, you know Blacksburg's going to be rocking. So uh, that's a that's a tough one. Conference game at Virginia Tech to start the year. Could be a big statement. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, after that, you've got a little bit of a yeah. – uh, A window. Yeah. You've got – the first half is definitely yes. easier than the back half. So uh, if you can go in and get that big win uh, open in the season, uh, you could be, you know, top – Top 10 team halfway through the yeah. year. Yeah. The other one that gave me a little pause was November 11th in Pittsburgh. Uh, my guess is the weather will not be nice in November in Pittsburgh. So I, I'm a little curious what that's going to look like. Uh, uh, also, I'm assuming that stadium's field will be torn up because it's always torn up in uh, November and December. So a uh, couple games on there that made me a little nervous about North Carolina. That's why I went with the under. Uh, I think you're a little more on North Carolina. I'm a little more on my yeah. I've got North Carolina at 10, so I, I don't – Maybe if I had to pick a side, I would take the over. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a push here. I think they're I think they're a ten win team. They're yeah. gonna be right there. All right, uh, moving on and uh, middle of the pack ACC here continues. Uh, NC State uh, six wins. Uh, I, I'm pretty down on this NC State team. Uh, 
I, I think their defense is just awful and they're going to struggle to uh, keep teams in check. Now, uh, I will say they do have some really, really good skill position guys. I, I'm not totally sold on their quarterback, but other people seem to like him. So uh, I'll give him a chance. But uh, overall, I, I'm just a little down. I think their defense I, is going to cost them games. I actually really like the Cincy State. Do you? I think they're going to be improved across the board. They've got 19 returning starters. Uh, defense should be better. They've got, you know, we've talked about this before with other teams. They've got a lot of 50-50 games. One thing I like about NC State, I think uh, I think you're going to get a lot of good value picking them against the spread throughout the season. Uh, they don't get a lot of love nationally. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you're going to be getting some pretty good lines with this NC State team. I think they're going to surprise some people. Uh, they play, you know, solid uh, on both sides of the ball. And I think, like I said, it's going to be improved across the board. Yeah, definitely. So, uh Interesting game early at Mississippi State. Yeah. I, I think we'll get a nice uh, sort of uh, line where Mississippi State's at, where NC State's at. Uh, it, it could be a very offensive game if uh, Lee just found a quarterback down there. We might not get a whole lot of stops uh, yeah. in that one. But uh, it, defense just worries me. Uh, I, Doreen, uh, been a pretty solid coach the last handful of years. Uh, Maybe we could get him back at Northern Illinois to get that program uh, back right. But uh, I, I think the schedule worried me a little bit too. Uh, you know, tricky games. Uh, there's a weird Louisiana Tech game in there that seemed like, uh, why would you schedule them? Just schedule a law Monroe or something instead of a team that's good enough to probably beat you, but gives you no credit if you beat them. And then uh, at Boston College, at Miami, at Florida State, at Wake. That's, yeah. you know, we're speaking of those 50-50 games, and those seem to be ones where they're on the road. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has notoriously not been a, a very good road team over the years. So uh, I, I, I'm – I can see where you're coming from, where you're seeing wins, because they do have a lot of skill position guys on offense. Could be a really explosive team on offense. Uh, defense just worries me a little bit about the NC State uh, Wolfpack. All right. Uh, this one's an odd one. Uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if their team ever changes over the years. Uh, have some guys that will be good. Uh, solid defensive team. Yep. But uh, I – just sort of middle of the pack college football team. I, I, I don't think anyone expects a nine win explosion, but I don't think anybody ever expects an under six win. So uh, their number is of course seven. And uh, sadly I went push on seven because I had no clue what to I sort of do with this. Team. I think this Pittsburgh team's coming along slowly, but surely, uh, you know, Narduzzi's big on their quarterback. Can you yes. it? Uh, Thanks. I will say I'm not quite as big. No, well, <laughs> we haven't seen a whole lot from him yet. Yes. Uh, so uh, Narduzzi's insistent that he's going to be an NFL player one day. Uh, we'll see. Well, and, I probably will be looking up his box score in the fourth quarter of these exhibition games. But going remember that guy? <laughs> uh, you know, and another thing is they get Clemson, North Carolina, and Miami all at home. Yes, this I, I year. will say. They're so a little the tricky place to go to, especially in winter. <laughs> potential for some big upsets. Uh, their defensive front seven is really good. Uh, secondary, eh, it's it's solid. Uh, but I, I I think their schedule is very favorable. Uh, Non-conference, uh, you know, big matchup week two against Tennessee. My Vols. Uh, I think Pittsburgh could go in there and take that one. Yes. Uh, I'm 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 not as big on Tennessee this year, and you know that's the. Um, so, uh, but see, this is where I get weird. 
they could probably go into Tennessee and win that one. And then the next week they play Western Michigan. And it wouldn't totally stun me if they lose. Yeah, Western Michigan's solid. Uh, you know, but I've I've got them right there between seven and eight wins. Yes. I'm giving them eight. Yeah. I'm gonna give them the over. See, you're our bullish on Pittsburgh. I'm on the under end on that. I pushed on seven. I felt like it was probably more in that sixth win category, but uh, I do think their defense is really good. Uh Narduzzi's a solid coach. I I mean, there's nothing like spectacular about him, but uh He'll win you, you know, your six to eight games a year. And, and that's and, probably what Pittsburgh wants. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess you go over, I go under. We'll see how this middle uh, unfolds. All right. Uh, Syracuse Orange Men. Powerhouse. Well, it was once upon a time. Uh, no <laughs> longer. And uh, sadly, Dino has had some struggles of late after a, a nice little start there. And uh, I think they won nine or ten games there about three years ago. And uh, well, since then, I, I don't know if they won a combined uh, total nine or ten games. I know you're a big Dino Babers mm-hmm. fan, but I was shocked that he didn't get canned last season. I don't know why they retained him for another year. This team last year was negative 199 yards per game, only managed one win. Uh, they might be able to get two this year. <laughs> I'm taking the under plus 120. <laughs> Uh, I don't think this team is very good at all. Um, they got some edge pressure, uh, but <laughs> defense other than that is terrible. Secondary is awful. Uh, just not much going for this team. Nothing really stands out. Yeah, I had put them over on six wins, but uh, yikes! That six. <laughs> are, where? Uh, that's mostly because I want Dino to keep his job. Albany. Uh, <laughs> Albany. There's a win. I think I gave them Rutgers to Liberty as well. Liberty? Yeah, they're going to the Dome. Mm. They're going to the Dome on a Friday night. It'll no. be live. I, I think maybe Rutgers I think and I, Albany. I think That's I it. gave them a lot of home wins, <laughs> hoping the magic of the Carrier Dome that <laughs> no longer puts anyone in the stadium uh, comes to life. Uh, I, I admit, I, I'm I'm not betting on the over, just so anybody knows. Uh, I, I really like Dino Babers. I, I think he's a great offensive coach. It just uh, you don't have players there. You aren't going to win games. He hasn't been able to get players at Syracuse, and uh, they just aren't very good offensively side of the ball. There's some little spunkiness on defense. I, I wouldn't call it great, but uh, compared to the offensive side of things, uh, the defense looks much, much better, but uh, maybe he can find a little magic here and uh, maybe there can be something there so he doesn't lose his job after this year. Uh, but yes, I would probably have your more style of lean towards the <laughs> under, but I want him to keep his job. So uh, I'm going six wins for uh, Syracuse. All right. Uh, next up, uh, middle of the pack teams, uh, Virginia sits right at the heart of uh, six wins here. So uh, your outlook on Virginia here. Well, you know, I really like Bronco Mendenhall. I was going to say. I, I, I want this team to be better than what I've got them. But I look at their schedule. I look at their team. Not a really hardly any standout players across the board. I think Armstrong's a solid quarterback. I, I like their quarterback, I will say. But other than that, they're average to poor in every position in the ACC. Uh, so, I – I just I, I I saw I've got them getting four wins this year. I'm I'm gonna take the under. I I think I I just don't think they're gonna be there this year. Yeah, uh, I, it was hard for me 
to not go over. And I went over. Uh, that's because I have so much respect for Bronto Mendehold. He he can sort of find ways to win games. Uh, it, it's not going to always be pretty. It, it's most of the time going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I've been a little disappointed with how the defense has been the last couple of years, and it doesn't look to be strong again, which I, I think might hurt them because uh, Bronco usually needs, uh, you know, that strong defense because, you know, he plays that uh, sort of uh, a lot of defense and back uh, style of defense out there, and it, it, it throws teams off. But if they don't have the type of players on defense and then the offense, Bronco's always had sort of a, you know, a, Let's just go with a gross style of offense. It, it's never pretty. It, it's usually pretty efficient and can get the job done to win you, you know, seven, eight games. Uh, I went just over on the seven wins here, but uh, I, I this one. Well, this is another one of those that's teams where I can you, go from my You can four. tell me they can win four. Yeah. You can tell me they can win eight. I, I will say uh, somehow they got the bad end of the stick. They're at North Carolina. They're at Miami. They're at Louisville. And uh, then uh, he scheduled BYU at BYU. And they which, got Notre Dame. Yes, at Pittsburgh as well. So uh, nothing was really beneficiating them here on the season schedule um, uh, other than the William & Mary. But William & Mary is actually a good subdivision team. So that could be a tricky opener. And uh, we'll see in week zero what Illinois gives us. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I'm a little over on this one. But uh, – We'll see if the defense, if the defense uh, is improved, I think they get more to my over. If it's sort of flatlined from what it was last year, I, I think they go more uh, to your under style of uh, season. All right, uh, next up, Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, more middle teams uh, that have a, a wide spectrum of uh, win-loss here. Um, I, I like Fuentes. I'm going to ride Fuentes, and I'm going to ride the over here. I, I gave them eight wins. I, I will say I, I don't trust the quarterback all is that it, much. I it, don't know if they can run the ball, which I, I Fuentes was always able to run the ball. Yeah. And uh, their defense has just been atrocious pretty much since he came there. So things have to improve, but I think they can be explosive, well, and uh, they do probably have the – best uh, home field advantage other than Clemson in the ACC. Well, you know, their defense last year gave up 32 points per game. Yeah. So uh, they got to improve there. They should improve there. Uh, I guess it looks like Burmeister is going to be the starter at quarterback, although uh, he was the guy that got benched after playing yes. two games last season. Uh, so not a whole lot of confidence there. Uh, but they've got great receivers. So if they can have somebody step up and, and manage the team and get, the, get them the ball – uh, they could be uh, pretty solid on offense. I think uh, that opener against North Carolina is huge. Yes. I think that's going to be so make or break for this Virginia Tech team. I don't think they're going to get that win, and I think it's going to spell for a very middle-of-the-road season for this Virginia Tech team. I've got them under. I've got them going six wins. Yeah, I, I can very much see that, and uh, that's probably Quintez's job if he can't get to it. You know, seven wins at least, and then even then, I, I don't know. Uh it, it was probably a bad time to reignite the rivalry with West Virginia because they're going to West Virginia. They probably should have scheduled another cupcake in there. Uh, you know, Notre Dame, they're playing Notre Dame. Now that is a home game. So like I said, Blackburg, tough place to go. But uh, I think we'll get a real fill. If they can get that win versus North Carolina open the season, maybe things start to go right. Confidence builds. Because uh, I do think they have some explosive playmakers. 
they get good quarterback play, uh, I don't expect the defense to be great, but uh, maybe solid enough. A lot of those Fuentes' teams uh, at Memphis, the defense wasn't great, but it found a way to get turnovers. Uh, he hasn't been able to find that at, at Virginia Tech. And uh, so those are some of the things that would have to go right. I went eight, but uh, it, once again, this could be a very, very uh, random type of uh, four to eight, and uh, we'll see if uh, Fuentes keeps his job. And then uh, probably the uh, most middle tier consistent team in the uh, ACC for the last uh, 10 years. I think Clawson has been there at least nine of them. Um, six and a half wins for Wake. I have them right at seven. Uh, this team has good players, sort of both sides of the ball. I mean, nothing spectacular, but. Uh, all solid, good players. So well, what do you make of Wake? Clawson's finally getting his offense going yeah. at Wake. Uh, I think that was a big difference in, 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 in them improving. They averaged 36 points per game last year. Uh, really talented wide receiver group. Um, and I think uh, this this offense is a lot of veterans coming back. Their whole Almost the whole starting lineup's returning. Uh, I also look at their schedule. Their schedule is very favorable. I think it's the easiest schedule in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, Non-conference, they've got Old Dominion, Norfolk State, and Army. Uh, I think they're going to win all those. Yes. Uh, so, and, you know, some of their 50-50 games they have at home. They got Florida State at home. They got Louisville at home. They got NC State at home. Yes. Now, Boston College can be a little bit of a challenge on the road, but you look at North Carolina, Clemson, I don't expect them to win yes, those games. No. So you like your games that you don't expect to win to be on the road. Uh, you want those 50-50 games at home. I, I'm big on this Wake Forest team. I've got them over. I've got them going to go eight wins. You got them in the eight wins. I, I got yeah. them at seven wins. Uh, this one I, I don't think fluctuates quite as much. I, I think it's more six to eight than solid. like a four to eight margin, yeah. which I think, uh, you know, the previous, you know, three or four teams that we talked about, I think that more margins, more four to eight wins, depending on the season goes. I, I think they can win six games pretty easy. And uh, they probably can maybe even hit, uh, you know, if things break right, that eight win uh, margin. Really like Dave Clawson. Uh, real solid uh, football coaches. Got that Wake Forest program uh, really, really on solid ground. So uh, we'll see if Wake uh, can uh, sort of uh, get to that eight win mark or get more to the lower tier of the uh, six win mark. Yep. But, uh, that does our ACC recap. Yeah. So uh, overall, where are you going on the ACC side of things? Uh, I've got Clemson in North Carolina coming out of Clemson East Divisions. And... Uh, Clemson, obviously, is, I think is going to win it all. Yes. Uh, but I think North Carolina getting that game against Miami in North Carolina is the difference maker. So I'm going to give North Carolina the edge over Miami. Yeah, I, I, I don't see anybody but Clemson pretty much dominating this unless a whole lot of things go wrong. Uh, if King stays healthy, I, I expect Miami to be in there and at least have it. I, it'd be a fun game yep. to have King in, uh, oh, yeah. in there in the championship game. But uh, I, I think Clemson really, really uh, interesting to see how really, really good they are going to be. Could be an entertaining watch uh, all season long. All right, that does it for the ACC and the uh, Big 12. All right, so next week, I, I believe on Monday, we're going to have our final preview show. We're going to go with the SEC and the Big 10. Uh, be sure to follow us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. You'll get our NFL preview. we got AFC South, NFC South. Uh, any teams you like in the, those divisions there? Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big Titans fan. Uh, 
They're, they're going to win that AFC South for sure. So we got that coming up tomorrow. So be sure to look out for the NFL preview along with all the winning daily shows coming out. Uh, get in on the football action. That's our show and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time. <laughs>